This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue the message for this week, and that is on the Feast of Trumpets. We're talking about the Feasts of the Lord and technically in Hebrew, they are called the appointed times of the Lord. We spoke about the, the spring feasts, which have all been fulfilled by Jesus. We spoke about Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, and then we spoke about the Feast that comes 50 days later, the Feast of Pentecost. And all of these appointed times have been fulfilled already. And the fall feasts speak about that which is yet to come, especially the Feast of Tabernacles. And, Shelley, in the spring feasts, Pentecost is Greek, and Shavuot, or Shavuos, is in Hebrew or Yiddish. And so, so many times, the church is not in um, uh, the understanding or realization that Easter just didn't come out of the blue. Right. But it really is the celebration of the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, coming as the King of the Jews and dying as the King of the Jews. And it was his blood that was put on the lentils of the doorpost and his blood that was shed at Calvary that causes us to celebrate the uh, spring feasts And uh, 50 days after Passover was coming um, Shavuos or Shavuot or Pentecost. So just how important it is for our listeners to know that what we're sharing is not Judaism or Jewish things. What we're sharing is the scriptures on what God uh, sent Jesus to fulfill Shelley. And for us to understand the greatness of our God in what he did for us in uh, coming as the Son of God and shedding his blood for us for the forgiveness of sins with all, which is what has to do now with the um, fall feasts. And we said it yesterday, and it's worth repeating, that these are feasts or appointed times of the Lord. So even if your background uh, comes from a Gentile upbringing, If you are born again, we are worshiping the Holy One of Israel, the Son of God, the Lord, the Savior. So this really is your inheritance. And the more we understand that which was written in in the Old Covenant, in the Hebrew Scriptures, 
We're just going to appreciate the great gift of salvation and fall in love deeper and deeper with Jesus because everything that was predicted up until this point has come forth and fulfilled in Jesus. He, he said himself, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And we see in the spring feast, they have been fulfilled. And he has fulfilled the Feast of Trumpets and he has fulfilled the, the Day of Atonement. There'll be a completeness of it when all Israel comes to be redeemed. But the feast that has not been fulfilled as yet is the Feast of Tabernacles. And that will come when all God's people, former Jews, former former Gentile believers and Jews who have come to see their Messiah are gathered together in the glorious conclusion of this age. And this is not just what you and I believe, Shelley. This comes from the scriptures, from the prophet Zechariah and all the other prophets that speak about the redemption of Israel, but especially Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, where it says that our people will look upon him whom they have pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. So the redemption of Israel comes from the prophets, and the church has not taken the place of Israel. The church, the ecclesia, Jew and Gentiles, called out by God, has its very special calling and purpose, which is great, greater than anything uh, the devil was prepared for, because the Lord is actually making us the sons of God. Hallelujah. So the four feasts, starting with the Feast of Trumpets, is really preparation, Junie, for the end days. And we spoke about the end days the other day, reading from prophets uh, Amos, Zephaniah, Isaiah, and Zechariah, because they're going to be very dreadful days, very difficult days, and we have to be prepared for it. Now what we'd like to do is look at the first sounding of the trumpet. And I think I might have said this yesterday. When we were reading a lot of Watchman Nee's works, he said the first mention of something in the Bible is the clearest indication of what it truly means. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 19, where we're going to read about the first sounding of the trumpet. Okay, Exodus 19, beginning at verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I shall come to you in a thick cloud, in order that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe in you forever. Then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord also said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and let them be ready. For the third day, for on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And you shall set bounds for the people all around, saying, Beware that you do not go up on the mountain or touch the border of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be surely put to death. And then in verse 16 we read, So it came about on the third day, when it was morning, that there was thunder and lightning flashes and a thick cloud upon the mountain. And a very loud trumpet sound. There's the first mention of the word trumpet. That's actually the sounding of the ram's horn. So that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Junie, this is a monumental uh, historical fact in the life of our people. Because this was the first sounding of the trumpet. And what did it signify? That God came down to earth. He met with Moses. Or I should say Moses met with God at the top of Mount Sinai a dramatic 
eventful thing that set the pace for the rest of history, not just for our Jewish people, but for all those who love the Lord. So we need to see that God gave an admonition, which is true for today as it was then. And we need to see that we need to be able to distinguish the sound of the trumpet and be prepared for the hearing, for the blowing of the trumpet when Jesus returns. And we can find this, Shelley, in the scripture. If you have your Bibles, turn with us and read from Psalm 89, verse 15. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. And the joyful sound there in Hebrew is equivalent to the blast of the trumpet. Very powerful. Okay, that's the first sounding of the trumpet. And if we understand the admonition that God gave to our people, we need to apply that same admonition in preparation for the sounding of the last trumpet, which will herald the return of our Messiah to this earth to establish the kingdom of God. And Shelley, the whole idea, isn't it, is to be ready. Amen, amen. To be ready for the sound of the trumpet that you read in Exodus 19. And we also see... In Hebrew, the word ready is kun. And if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Psalm 37, verse 23. It says, The steps of a man are established. The steps of the man are kun, made ready by the Lord. So we really have an encouragement there, don't we, Shelley, that the Lord will make our steps ready if we look to him and walk with him. And you know, Junie, when we speak of the sound of the trumpet, the heralding of the coming of the Lord, his return to earth, there's only one of two responses that people can have. Number one, it would be fear, because from the scriptures we read yesterday about the darkness that will cover the earth, the great tribulation that's going to fill the earth, it's in the, in the midst of that will be the time of Jacob's trouble, when Jews throughout the world will be sought because the Antichrist and all his, his, his foul legions are going to be uh, enraged at the covenant and they're going to destroy, they try to destroy all the Jewish people across the earth. And, and the reason why is because Jesus himself said that he cannot return until the Jewish people say, right. Baruch Hashem Adonai, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So the devil wants to wipe out the Jews so nobody will be able to say that amongst the Jewish people. Amen. So we're either going to hear that sound and be fearful, or as believers who are getting ready for the sound, we will respond with great joy. So the question we have to ask ourselves now is, are you ready? Are you steadfast? And are you consecrated? Because that was the other admonition. Remember I read from Exodus 19 that the people had to be consecrated because on the third day, the sound of the trumpet was going to come and the Lord would be on Mount Sinai speaking with Moses. And you know, Shelley, we see in Psalm 57.7 a verse here that my prayer is for every listener and for you and I to be able to say. Psalm 57, verse 7, My heart is kun steadfast and fixed, O God, my heart 
is coon, steadfast, Hallelujah. and fixed. So we need to be a people who have our hearts steadfast and fixed on the Lord God of Israel that we might be sanctified, ready for his return. Amen. One more verse to go along with that, Junie, is in 1 Samuel 7, verse 3. We read these words, Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your heart, remove the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you, and direct your hearts to the Lord and serve him alone, he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. Well, the word direct, remember I just read from you, and direct your hearts toward the Lord. That word direct is the word kun. So it means direct your heart toward the Lord. Consecrate yourself. Be ready. Be steadfast in preparation for the soon coming return of the Lord. And you know, Shelley, something we don't always think about, but idolatry comes when there's something in our life that we cannot give up or give away. That's right. Only the Lord should fill our hearts, and it could be good things like our own life, our family, or even our religion, that we would be people, coon, steadfast, fixed and ready, and sanctified for the return of the Messiah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that all of us who know the Lord will be prepared, ready, and steadfast, directing our heart and eyes and uh, our spirit toward you, that we could be ready and be joyful for the conclusion of this age, which will establish your return and kingdom of God here on earth. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.